Hello and welcome to the 111th episode of Downtime Podcast. Wow, triple digits, Lisa. Well, I mean, triple ones. And welcome back. Thank you, yeah. We're finally back together, doing another episode. Hope uh, you had a great vacation. I I did. I, I'm back. I'm still pretty jet-lagged. Uh, I was in Osaka, in Japan. Um, it was super cool. I mean... I will talk more about it in a different podcast, but overall, man, my trip my trip went like like this. I arrived, had a huge schedule to do all these things in. I went and did everything from like doing Mario Kart to whiskey tasting, uh, to meeting up with some friends. To I went to USJ, which is a uh, Universal Studios Japan. Um, oh, how was that? Oh man, it was it was pretty cool. Um, it was. It's different than the one in uh, Hollywood or the one in Florida. They do have similar rides, like the Harry Potter ride. I've never ridden the Harry Potter ride before, and I finally got to do it. It was just interesting because all the characters, of course, were speaking Japanese, and I was like, "Oh, this is, this is fun." Um, I got motion sickness from that, and that was the first ride we ever did. <laughs> so I was like, oh, "Oh, man, wow, yeah." And so then uh, we kind of chilled for a bit, and then we rode some other stuff. Um, there was Jaws. Jaws is cool. Um, There's no studio tour as there is in Hollywood because, of course, they don't shoot movies at Universal Studios Japan. Mm -hmm. Um, It's more of just a theme park. Exactly, exactly. And uh, uh, it was was cool. I I went to Jurassic Park. I wanted to ride the Jurassic Park ride, but it was unfortunately closed for maintenance. They were just fixing some stuff. Um, But they did have a... uh, a dinosaur show so what would happen is at a certain time i don't know what time but it just happened to be that we were walking through the park at the time and uh uh they have these dinosaurs come out clearly are people <coughs> people in suits and the they just you can they come out and you can touch them and then yeah. um they just there's this like show where there's like like herbivores and like some velociraptors come out it's pretty cool it's like the kids are scared but they're also intrigued because kids love dinosaurs um, oh, that's that is very awesome. I didn't even know they had a show there. Yeah, it was kind of like... cool. Uh, the other cool thing was there's a section of the park called San Francisco, and it's I heard based about on, that. Yeah, it's based on uh, Fisherman's Wharf slash Ghirardelli Square. So and a little bit of Chinatown, but that's about it. But I thought it was really cool. It was a cool recreation of the Fisherman's Wharf sign. How accurate is it? I'm not accurate at all. <laughs> but the only thing that's accurate is the sign Fisherman's Wharf. Everything past that is about like the one that has the crab in the middle, right? Correct. Yes. <laughs> but everything after everything behind that sign is like compressed versions. Imagine <coughs> imagine like um Watch Dogs 2, you know, like the 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 map they have of San Francisco isn't accurate. Is it it isn't one for one, but they had to take some creative liberties with how they displayed it, and that's exactly what USJ's San Francisco is like. For sure. Like, do you remember the Buena Vista, that that uh, cafe near Ghirardelli Oh, the, Square? the Irish bar, right? Yeah, so it's there. It says Buena Vista. There's a sign. Is it that really says there? It. Why is it there? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, this is of weird. All, of all and the so, places, uh, right? If, if, so, like this bar. The the urban legends says, which by the way I learned from you, Jeremy, is uh-huh. that this is the first bar in the United States that or created the Irish um coffee. 
Yeah. Which is whiskey, right. which is whiskey coffee and I think a little bit of Bailey. So That's right. Yeah. It's yeah. uh it says it on the menu. <laughs> at I at I uh at Buena Vista. I know. Um so yeah, that was kind of cool That's so weird. I'm sorry. But like it, it's okay. <laughs> it's it's not a real cafe. It's it's literally just a facade. Like, you know, there was yeah. just a window inside were like little tables and there were menus on the table and I tried zooming in on the menus and it doesn't say Irish coffee. I was slightly disappointed. Wow. Yeah. But um Yeah, so overall it was cool. My favorite section of the park was uh they have a temporary section called Cool Japan. And Cool Japan is a section where they showcase rides from I guess Japanese culture. For example, there's a an attack on Titan ride. Oh, that that's a, that awesome. doesn't that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, yeah, it's not meant to be permanent though. I feel like they even stated on like the park maps that they're gonna change it out every few years, and I was like, okay, I I can see why they would do it because it's more of a um uh, uh something where they can kind of modulate the park in a way. Like a certain section will always change. Um, there was also a Sailor Moon ride. There was a, uh, and there was a, um, Godzilla versus Evangelion ride. So you could clearly see that there's uh-huh. a, a heavy influence on, with anime there. Um, and also Lupin the Third was a ride. That's more of a permanent ride. It replaced, um, especially uh, with the history of Lupin and how popular that character is. Oh, yeah. And the, uh, the ride is based off of a car chase scene. And the car chase scene, I think is based off of the Castle of Cagliostro, which is one of the most famous anime movies. Um, Steven Spielberg has named it as one of his favorite car chase sequences of all time. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of obvious that they would make a ride out of that. Because yeah. Lupin is a thief, and what he does is he just like sneaks into places and steals stuff, and there's all of these hijinks that happen. So the most action is when he's running away from the police. <laughs> so it's kind of cool to see a, <laughs> a ride based off of that. Um was there one piece? You know, no, there wasn't. That one's a little bit shocking, but you have quite a few other legendary animes included, so maybe one yeah, day. Yeah. Maybe one day. Yeah. Um there And then 2020 for Nintendo Land, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. Nintendo Land's coming out as a piece of uh <coughs> Universal Studios Japan. I you can see the cranes you know, doing putting it under construction. For so sure, kinda... for sure. Yeah, the the Nintendo Land for the, for Japan is like Galaxy's Edge for the U.S. People uh, are like hotly uh, anticipating it. Like, when's it gonna come out? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, so um, it was dope. It was fun. It was really cool overall. I liked um, uh, the food there. Not not like the big meals, but they had like popcorn because they're trying to like imitate um. Tokyo Disneyland in a in a certain sense, since Tokyo mm-hmm. Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea have themed popcorn or flavored popcorn i should say like there's a kettle corn there's curry flavored popcorn um yeah there's different flavors that kind of make it unique in a sense and universal studios japan is trying to be unique but also take some pages out of disney's book in a certain sense for sure yeah speaking Um, of real quick speaking of galaxy edge i think that the embargo of you have to have a reservation to go to galaxy edge just dropped so now anyone can go to Galaxy Edge starting oh. like in July. So yeah. it'll be even more crowded. It's gonna be terrible. Don't go to Disneyland until fall. I'm not gonna go until like 2021 when there's like <laughs> when there's like no one there because everyone already went to Galaxy's Edge. Oh yeah, and then um, it's not even complete yet. It's not even done yet. 
So yeah, all the rides aren't out yet. Yeah, the, the, you just gotta wait. It's not worth it. Exactly. It's just that Dis- Just that Disney is a hungry, um, money hungry machine. Oh yeah, no, totally. Typical. They, they, typical. They they basically released an early access game, and then they're like, "Okay, everyone have fun. Uh, you'll get the full game maybe later this year." <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, at the end of my trip, I kind of got sick. Um, I got food poisoning and then my flight got canceled and I didn't know I, your flight got canceled. Yeah. I went to Seattle for a hot minute and then I went back to SF. So wow. I, I'll talk about that more later, but, right. um, yeah, here, like, uh, just, uh, stay tuned for another episode where we talk about stuff that's not video game related. Another side quest episode. Sounds good. Yeah. Lots to talk so, about. Lots to talk about. Oh, yeah. Uh, so today, our focus is on Judgment. Yeah, and... so the game came out officially on 25th, 24th, 25th, one of them, and we've been playing it. For those that don't know, Judgment is an action adventure game in third person mostly. Um, it is a legal thriller and it's set in the Yakuza world, specifically the city of Kamurocho. And you play as a detective, Private Eye. Um, his name is Takayuki Yagami, and he's investigating a murder case within the city that happens. Yes. And the main character is portrayed by. Super famous, popular Japanese actor, Takuya Kimura, or in Japan as he's known as Kimutaku. And uh, it looks just like him. It's pretty cool one-to-one resemblance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say overall this game, you know, it feels like a Yakuza game, but it really isn't. And that's what I like most about it is that some people would call uh, Ryuga Gotoku Studio lazy for you know using the same engine, using the same map. But I don't think they're lazy. I think they're being pretty creative with it since there's all these little things that they always change within the city. And uh, Toshihiro Nagoshi, the the creator of the series, has come out and always said that uh, the city is a character itself within the game. And it's always changing. Every single iteration of the game, there's always something new and different. And I think that's super cool that they uh, they they put little <coughs> pieces... They still have the little pieces from previous Yakuza games, but and you can like see them out from the outside. Sometimes you can't really go inside of those buildings, but um, it's super cool that um, that Judgment takes place in this whole world, and it goes to show that it kind of it's kind of like a reflection of our lives, where um, everyone lives in their own little bubble and they kind of only focus on what they want to focus on. So you have this whole world of the Yakuza going on. But then you also have the the people fighting with the law, you know, people defending others and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't know. Alisa, what are your thoughts so far overall? So when I was playing the game, uh, there were a lot of Yakuza-esque things that were a little bit ridiculous. For example, you have a, a top-notch defense attorney who somehow knows martial arts really well and just oh, yeah. and just the wackiness of yakuza that I was just like oh all right well not surprised at all 
But what was cool is when you when like now for me, now that I've like gone through, I guess what I would say tutorial land and now that I've done a lot of the stuff, even though it has a lot of the L, even though at the end of the day, it isn't in a in a Yakuza engine and universe. So it'll have random boss battles. It'll have random people who try to mug you, even though you're not even a Yakuza anymore. Mm-hmm. But and then you'll have these random things like like uh which we'll call it you'll be friends with random popo store owners and all of these things. But there's so many things that are also different at the same time, and especially after you finish chapter one, you you realize how different the game is, and I'm glad that they made it that way. Uh, just right off the bat, uh, Yagami is definitely. Uh, I mean, Kir- okay, Kiryu is a very is quiet in terms of his like he's kind of you gotta admit he's kind of soft spoken in terms of his personality. Like he really doesn't. He's not aggressive or obnoxious like Majima, but Yagami is very much like. I mean, he's like if you want to put it in Dungeons and Dragons terms, he's like in the lawful category. He is, a, he was a lawyer. He was all of these things. And I think that affects the way that we see him in the game. Like he's not just like this buff ass um, Yakuza who everyone is scared of and everyone's trying to attack. This is just like a regular, like skinny, like skinny guy who's just going around Kamarucho and he has his own detective agency and his personality is very much just i'm just kind of doing what people tell me to do yeah or, or i'm following whatever the case is telling me to do yeah i'd say he isn't as rigid as kiryu he does have a more i don't know open personality but yeah. he's still kind of he's still kind of brooding in a certain way i mean something did happen to him it kind of yeah. made him this sense, and it seems like before that the big incident happened, he was a little bit more personal, personable. But now he seems a bit more not closed off, but just darker and a little bit more broodier. And that's fine. I mean, the man's wearing pretty tight jeans. I, of course, he's in a lot of pain. It's true, <laughs> but he has a V-neck though, so we don't know what pain that really is. Uh, is it a V neck? It looks more like a round, like a deep round. Is it? A, is it a crew or is it a V? It's uh, a crew. Okay. It's more of a crew. Yeah. Okay. 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 I think they just wanted to make it easy for people to cosplay. Uh, <laughs> He's got also it. got a wallet chain. You see that wallet chain on his Dude, back? Dude, I, I know. And his <laughs> jeans are pretty. His jeans are pretty ripped too. He has a nice leather jacket. He's pretty stylish. Yeah. He's styling right now. And um, on to, on that topic, it's nice to know that we don't that your main character doesn't have to wear yakuza outfits. So, oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I love the flower shirts. Don't get me wrong, and I love Kiryu's like red, defined. I'm in a gang look, but it, it's it's very nice the change of pace. Yeah, I agree, and of course, the dragon engine also still looks beautiful as always. Yeah, um, it's... <coughs> it's great. Um, I so, I did notice something. Oh, go ahead. What did you notice? Every time that you finish a fight, uh, Yagami says the exact same things that Kiryu does. <laughs> Have you noticed that in Japanese? What? Uh, yeah, I feel like if you say it, then I'll 
remember oh, okay. it. So the, he says two things that I've noticed. He says, "Shibaraku uh, netero," which means sleep for a while. Oh yeah, but he it, definitely said he definitely yeah. says that one. Yeah, and then the, the other one he says is like he goes like "taku jikan kuchimatta," which means that took up a lot of my time. <laughs> I the first one, yeah. I think the second one, I need to I need to see it again. Yeah, because he says yeah. it kind of quietly after every fight, so it's it's hard to pick up. But yeah, he says it. He says those like exactly the same way. I'm like, why? Like, why did they? Why did they have to dub that in? <laughs> like, uh, why did they? Why can't? Yeah, I don't know. Why can't he say something different? I don't know. I don't know. I it, the sleep well one though. I've like he definitely says that. Yeah, and, and K- Kiryu says that too. And I, I, I just I'm like wondering like why why are they using that asset still? I don't it, know. I don't know. So I'm not going to lie. Um, I think up until this point, by the way, I'm not that far in the game, but I don't understand Yagami's motivation yet. <laughs> or uh, Go on. Okay. So when I first heard about this game and... I was watching the trailers and everything. And like this was like la- like last year trailers, you know what I mean? La- so yeah. so my assumption of the game going into this was I thought that Yagami was going to be a prosecutor type lawyer. And what happened was he had a case where the murderer he couldn't prosecute the murderer and the murderer went off and then killed another person who i actually thought who i actually thought um at least like from the trailers i i thought that he knew the girl who got murdered but it turns out it it wasn't the case but like i thought that he was upset that he didn't get this guy behind bars but then as but like you know this year and now i'm playing the game it's turns out he's a defense attorney and He's upset that he did his job well, and he did get someone off, but that someone killed someone else, but he did exactly what his job is supposed to be, and now he is a detective who is defending Yakuza, which is, like, what? (laughs) (coughs) So, like, we're, so, like, we're probably, um, whatchamacallit? There's there's got to be something that's going to be introduced in the next chapters that will like make more sense but then I'm just like what? So you're mad that this guy got off and murdered again and then you're defending people who are probably going to be murderers again and on top of that the yakuza paid for your law school. What? <laughs> so I'm <coughs> I'm just so confused right now as of the first chapter of the story. Where's the wait? Where did they talk about him being paid? Where did they talk about the Yakuza paying for his law school? Oh wait, maybe I miss. I might have misread that part, but it turns. Oh. I thought what um Yagami and Kaito were like when Kaito was with the Yakuza. Yagami was like, what? Like you know Matsugane when he had that when he was talking to. Uh huh. Yeah, it it seemed like he'd known Yagami for like more than twenty years. Yeah, like, I yeah yeah. Okay, maybe I misinterpreted that. I probably misinterpreted that, but I was just like, I just don't understand why you're. Or I don't know what your motivation is and why you're upset. But that's where I'm at right now. Okay, 
I I think I can kind of answer your questions because okay. um I think so this game is 13 chapters long like I don't I think we're going to get an answer an Yeah that, that's answer. you see that's what I'm thinking too I'm thinking like right. I I think just it doesn't make sense cuz it's chapter 1 right <coughs> right now but Right right <laughs> Um but what I think so far is that and I could be wrong but so yo so Yagami Yagami had that incident where he kind of uh, fell from grace in his own eyes. Um, he stopped being a lawyer, a practicing lawyer, a practicing defense attorney. Yeah. And he uh, became a private investigator. And I think that he became a private investigator because it was a job that he could just like not really think too much about and still kind of do quote unquote detective work without being a detective or without being a defense attorney. Um and I think that he just took cases from Yakuza because, one, he knew the world already, but also, two, he really didn't care as long as he got money and he did the job because he's at the point in his life where he's like, well, my my best years are behind me now, and I kind of just want to see where this goes. You know, I th- I feel like he's feeling that way since he kind of was disgraced for acquitting a murderer, and now he's just... He's in a mood where he doesn't really care about anything, and he'd rather do this than go back to being a defense attorney and then be wrong again. Does that make sense? I guess that, I guess that makes sense. But the thing is, is that he wasn't he wasn't wrong as a defense attorney. He did exactly what his job was. I guess, like my my question is, if you're a, <coughs> if you're a lawyer and you become a defense attorney, you know exactly what you're getting into. You know that, like, majority of the time, you are probably going to defend a lot of people who really did do the crime. Yeah, totally. But also, Japan is a country where the the nine. They explain this in the game, and it's it's true. Where ninety nine percent of the convicts are, or ninety nine percent of people uh, are convicted, um, and it's yeah, it's because you're guilty until proven innocent, whereas. In the U.S., you're innocent until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there's I've watched a couple dramas, uh, Japanese dramas, where there's even one called like 99.8 percent or something like that, and it's a drama about a defense lawyer. And being a defense uh, defense lawyer in Japan is very hard because you not only have to do the the detective work yourself in a certain sense, but also to um, uh, to find out why this person is innocent as opposed to, you know, wa- trying to find out why they're guilty. Um, so I think it's not an easy job to do, but at the same time, uh, back to your original point, like, yeah, it's still kind of confusing as to his motives and all that stuff as to uh, what he's trying to accomplish in his life and kind of from here out until the end of the game. What's at least clear right now is I think, and it was in the conversation with Shintani Sensei, by the way, that Yagami is more of a truth seeker where when he was a defense lawyer, you just had to do the job of defending the person, but no one ever really figured out in the end what the truth actually was. And at least that that motivation of being a detective is clear that he wants he's more interested in figuring out what the truth is versus just defending or prosecute whatever it is just doing the task and calling it a day 
and then leaving it to the police to figure it out, which the which also seemed to imply that the police are, you know, the police are being police and not figuring out exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a feeling that there's more to this story than meets the eye, as is every Yakuza game, and this will be no different despite being a spinoff. So, uh, I mean, we'll see. There's probably going to be a lot of twists and layers that we don't or won't expect until now. So it's kind of going to be fun to see where this goes. Not to mention, there's a lot of characters introduced in Yagami's life. You have everyone at his previous job at Genda, and then now you have Kaito, and then you have potentially this prosecuting office who was a previous love interest of Yagami. Mm -hmm. Right? (laughs) Yeah, I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. It's about- There's there's more. There's going to be more characters. I know, exactly. So this is going to be a very interesting story as it all unfolds. There's a lot of players right now. Oh yeah. It's going to be great. Um but those are my thoughts about the story aspect of it for now. Probably cool. next week we'll have more to talk about. Yeah. Um I'm definitely excited for what's going to come next in the in uh in this game. I mean, yeah, I I'm enjoying it so far overall. I I really like this game. I like how um yeah, I just like how the characters play out, and uh, I like Yagami so far as a character, of course. If I didn't like him, then I probably wouldn't be playing the game, right? He's really cool. I, I, I'm excited to learn more about him. Same, yeah. Um, In terms of mechanics, um, I love detective games, and I like investigative games. This So the the detective part of it is definitely up my alley, where... A lot of it is you have to ask questions. A lot of it is you have to what pick locks to try to get into places. And what I like too is that in all of these situations, um, the first course of action is not kind of going brute force like Kiryu because he's a Yakuza. It's, oh, all right, we got to sneak in Kaito. How are we going to do this? I got my drone. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. I, like drones are such a weirdly big thing in this game. Like I feel like it's too it's a little bit too late to the hype, but I mean, it's just really funny that there's drones in the game. Um I just, I just think it's funny that every situation Kaito is like, but I got my drone though. <laughs> yeah, like how could we go find Murase? Oh, well, I have my drone. Like, what? what? Why? <laughs> why? Why? But I love it though. <laughs> I like the the very first tutorial scene where you're following someone, and all of a sudden you're in the alleyway. You spot the drone. Where the hell did this drone come from? <laughs> yeah, he's like, kind of like, look up. I'm here. Look up. And, and then <laughs> Yagami's like, oh, is that your drone? Like, what the hell? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, man, it's my drone. He's like so happy. He's like a, a Yakuza with his like favorite drone toy. It's so funny. Oh my God. <laughs> I really like Kaito as a character. Um, my favorite I re- scene. I really uh, like and, Kaito too. Oh yeah, he's like a he's like a. I wouldn't say discount Kiryu because he doesn't deserve that, but he's like a he's like Kiryu in a certain sense. He's really big and strong and yeah. Um, but he's definitely uh, comic relief for sure. Oh yeah, no, some of his dialogue is just amazing. And it's <laughs> nice to know that you have the main character has a best friend that he could hang out with and do detective work together. So yeah, they're like from opposite worlds, but it's yeah. great because they they work together. Like they really their their chemistry does work well together. 
we're probably um, going to find out how they met too because if they've known each other for more than 20 years at least by what Matsugane said then mm. they've been friends for like a while while too. oh totally totally yeah. uh my favorite scene is when um you're in the alleyway and then Murase comes and then you're and then Yagami's like oh shit I have to find all these guys and then I was so prepared as the player to just like all right we're gonna beat these guys up and then out of nowhere Kaito just comes and jumps and does that like like that <laughs> kick yeah, he does that kick like what that would Kiri, that Kiryu would do. Yeah. And I was like, yo, that's fucking badass. He's like, let's do this. I was like, and then even Yagami was surprised. He's like, wow, where'd you come from? That was a I pretty know. sweet kick, man. <laughs> I was like, he's he's with us. Dragon, of, so cool. dragon of Kaito, dragon of Kaito. I know. <laughs> <coughs> so cool. My prediction is either Shingami is always going to be kind of... In every game, there's always a person who seems like the antagonist or the person who seems like, oh, this person rubs the main character the wrong way, but they'll end up being best friends at the end of it. And so either Shingami is going to be that guy or he's he got some shady shit going on, but we'll see. I mean, there's a reason why Shintani's always wearing the glasses. I don't yeah. know. It was <laughs> it was weird. He was like wearing them at night too. And I'm like, okay, got your stunner glasses Oh, Shintani, my bad, my bad. No, it's Shin- okay. Yeah. Yeah, Shintani's <laughs> got his stunner shades at night, and I'm like, all right, I see all you, boy. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're doing, but uh, we'll see. Yes. Um. What would I don't think it's going to be in this direction, but the fact that you ch- investigate and you choose clues and you have to make decisions on what you ask people, it would have been really cool if they had multiple endings to this game, just because a lot of detective games go in that route where there's different things that could pop up. I don't think that Sega and Ryo Gakukotu did that, but it would have been pretty pretty crazy if they accomplished that. Yeah, that would be a really cool direction that the game would go in, but I can kind of see why they wouldn't want to do that since they're kind of hoping that this would do well and they could set it up for sequels or maybe like a crossover between the Yakuza games and the Judgment games. Um, But yeah, I mean, like I'm a huge fan of the Phoenix Wright games and I think a couple of them have some pretty open-ended ending, uh, some open-ended end games. And I really want, and I really like that uh, the Judgment games kind of have similar game mechanics as the Phoenix Wright games, as, as far as investigations go, and kind yeah. of the uh, the the whole like you know let's look at the crime scene <laughs> and find some evidence and figure out what went wrong what went wrong here and uh, I just want to see some multiple endings. Like I don't, we we don't have to go all David Cage on this. I just want to know more, and I kind of want to see if there's like I want there to be a good and a bad ending in a certain sense. Mm. Oh, that would be very cool. Yeah. I like that idea. But oh. I feel like this they're too one-track-minded right now to do that. Yeah, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And I'm also going to throw this game out there. But aside from Phoenix Wright, this game very feels like L.A. Noir to me. Yeah, totally. The detective parts feel more like L.A. Noir than they do Phoenix Wright. But they're... they're, they're they're games that share the same exact mechanics, but just the feeling of it is yeah, is yeah. like it. Especially the parts when you're going first person and kind of like yes, yes. looking at clues and looking at stuff like that. Yeah. Have you been look have you been getting the cats? Have you been looking at all the cats? Okay. 
So it didn't click with me until I started chapter two that um, there were fucking cats because what would happen is the very first time you did the tutorial in the alleyway, you heard a cat. And I was thinking, where the f- why is there a cat? Who's meowing right now? It better not be. Right. It better not be this drone <laughs> pretending to be a cat. No, a part of me, a part of me, straight up was thinking, does this drone have a cat noise so they don't suspect anything? Right, right. And then, and then I went to uh, Don Quixote, and they were selling cat food, <clears throat> and that's when I realized, oh shoot, there's cats in this game, and again? so <laughs> again, and so, but then what happened is in the security. In the security office of uh, Marseille's place, I, I, I was more in mind that, all right, I should be looking for cats. And I couldn't find the cat at all. Uh, and, I okay, was, that, yeah. and I was like, where is the cat? And so now that, I'm, now that I'm like a few into chapter two, I'm like, all right, I got to figure out how to find these cats. So the, the cat... That you're missing from uh, in KJ Art, uh, Marase's you know home base of operations. The cat was outside the window at, in front of the door. I it took me five minutes to find that damn cat. I found all the cats so far, but that one was the hardest one. I, That's why I was like, can't it's not in the room. This. You can't leave the room, and you it has to be somewhere outside the room. So I looked outside, and I was like, it's near the front door, but it's like two doors away. Oh my god, it was it was such it was. Such I can't a pain believe this shit. Wow. <laughs> I I wasted so much time in the security <laughs> office figuring out where the cat was hiding. It's like, how come you can't open these boxes? How come you can't open yeah. these doors? What's going on right now? Yeah, it, it, was, <laughs> it was outside the whole time, and goddamn, it was, oh, it was <sighs> not fun. Jesus Christ. Anyways, so I'm gonna look for the cats now. <laughs> yes, please. You get those, you know, five like the plus five SP points or whatever. I know. Um. By the way, I like the I just like the different apps in the game of how to level up. I like the level up system in this game and how everything's broken up. And uh it looks very it looks really clean and mm-hmm. you know, it's cool that you can buy furniture in this game for your office, you know, just all of these different things. Um I like how it it just seems like they improved upon the engine vastly for this game. And yeah. smoothed it out even more, and it's great. I love it. Like I, I can't believe it's still the Dragon Engine because everyone looks so beautiful. Not to say that, like, not to knock on Yakuza Six's, you know, introduction of the Dragon Engine, but I still think that since that was the first game to use it, they're like, okay, um, you know, we're gonna make it look this way. But then when Judgment finally came <clears> out, <throat> I'm like, wow, everything is so detailed. Like Yagami looks exactly like the actor. It's really scary that he yeah. looks just like it. Of course, everything still looks like a video game, and you have to have that certain, um, you know, touch of unreality to make it a little bit more believable. Oh yeah, and, oh, which yeah. is kind of crazy to say, but uh, I really like it so far. For sure. This is a this is a great pickup, I think. I think this is a really good game so far. Yeah, no, I'm going to continue playing it. It's going to take a long time to be. I think it's going to take me the rest of the summer to play because I got other stuff going on in my personal life that I just want to, you know, take this take my time with this game and enjoy it because uh I I spend a lot of time running around in first person in the game because I like I really like just Tokyo in this game since it's uh it's just it's just so realistic. Like I still can't believe how they captured it because all the sounds, um, like 
literally like the people talking about stuff. There's like little dialogue bubbles that pop up, and I'm I'm a huge fan of just the whole atmosphere of this game. Same, v- very much like it as always with the Yaku or with the Ryogak Kotu series. Yeah. So, uh, Elisa, you and I are going to talk more about this game as time goes on. Uh, of course, I think we should do a spoiler cast for this game since it is part of the Yakuza franchise. Uh, yep. And uh, yeah. Oh, so and you know, you you know, this story is going to go on its head. So we got to talk about who. Oh when yeah, it no, does. we're gonna we're gonna do a deep dive into this game. We're gonna do a oh, huge God. spoiler cast, like once she and I both finish this game. Yeah. The uh, my only announcement is that uh, uh, Ryoga. Toku on July 10th is going to make an announcement about uh, the new Yakuza game, which yes. is uh, Shin Ryo. What is it? Shin Ryoga Gotoku, right? Yeah, Shin yes. Ryoga Gotoku. Yep. So we don't know what that. We don't know what the announcement is, but it's happening on July 10th. Ooh, it's gonna be crazy! It's yes. gonna be crazy! Oh yeah! I'm super looking forward to that because I've been waiting a while. I get. Judgment has been filling the void, but come on. I mean, like, I just want to see it. <laughs> yes. I just want to know. You just want to know. Yeah. And um, that's yeah. it? And anything else? Yeah. Anything else before we close out? I think that's it for this week. Cool. Uh, Elisa, where can people go if they want to ask us a question? If you have a question about this podcast or anything else, you can go to www.downtime.live. We have a form you can fill out, or on the left side, there is a Discord link, which you can go to and join. Also, there is a Discord link in the show notes when you're listening to this podcast, so you can press on that as well. You can make a comment anywhere we have the podcast, YouTube, Podbean, stitcher and we'll reply back and we'll address it on the next episode and if you like this podcast rate us on apple podcast and stitcher by the way jeremy did you know that apple no longer is going to have itunes anymore what they did was they divided all of their entities into four different apps so there's going to be now apple tv apple podcast apple music and then apple movies Oh, I didn't know they're getting rid of iTunes. Wow, yeah. that's so, huge. It's so, so it's like the thing is, is like iTunes is just the over-encompassing thing that you can get everything off of. And now they're just like, we're going to split these all up into five different apps now. <laughs> Don't really see the logic in that, but okay. it's, it's like it's It's like just the name iTunes is disappearing, but it's the same exact thing still. I don't get it. Okay, whatever yep. they say. Whatever <laughs> they say. Ugh, that's <coughs> I I don't own an, an iPod or Apple phone, so yeah, I'm good. But that's it. Thanks for listening <coughs> to the 111th episode of Downtime Podcast. See you guys next time. Peace.